Guts and Grit Podcast. A podcast where we discuss overcoming the odds, resiliency, and never giving up. Join us each week as host John Melson, Joy Vatrebeck, and Mark Renahan discuss coming back from failure and never quitting. Guts and Grit, it's go time. Welcome to another episode of Guts and Grit. This is episode 12. I can't believe it. I am your host, Mark Renahan. This is my co-host, Joy Vatrebeck. And of course, coming to us, not from Fort Benning today, in the car, one and only Johnny Melson. Johnny, how are you? Doing all right, Mark. Joy, how you doing? Good. Good. Excellent. We have a fantastic show today. Today we have with us a veteran, a former veteran, excuse me. Well, she's still a veteran, but, Mm -hmm. you know, has served in the 70s. She is now a stand-up comedian. She has an incredible story of how she got to being a stand-up comedian. So today I hope you can join us with a guts and grit welcome for Linda Marcus-Smith. Linda, how are you? Thanks for joining the show. Hi, you guys. I'm coming to you from Vegas which seems oh. to be in California. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us today. How you been? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so honored. I love talking about my experiences, my military and my military comedy. So have at it. All right. Well, I'm happy to say I have a woman uh, veteran on today. I was going to say, yeah. Linda, you are our first woman guest on Guts and Grit. We have plenty coming up with women, but you are our first. So, Linda, let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, you became a veteran and how you got into comedy and your whole story. Okay. Well, I was born in a little town in Oregon no one has ever heard of in the news at all. Um Portland, Oregon. I've heard of it, yeah. It's small, though. I think there might have been something going on there. (laughs) And my parents, they survived the Holocaust because of military people coming and letting them out of the camps. Wow. Wow. Okay. My very humble beginnings, I had a lot of respect for the military. And my family was, my parents and grandparents were pretty much out to lunch because of the Holocaust. Mm. Me, they weren't able to be present and enjoy moments. And out of that came an ability for me to try really hard to get them to enjoy this moment. And I would try anything. And comedy seemed to bring them out for brief periods of time. Everybody likes comedy, Linda. It, It really, it soothes the soul. Yes. And so... I grew up and I thought, oh, I want to travel. And our our family couldn't get me to a dentist. So I had missing teeth. I looked like a Portland meth addict. (laughs) You know, I had all the benefits and I didn't have to pay any money, which was great. Circle back to being Jewish. Anyway. um, (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. There I was, minding my own business in town uh, in Oregon, and I had needs, and I wanted to travel and see the world and not spend my own money, circle back to Jewish. And so, <laughs> so I decided to, you know, check out what my options were to get the hell out of Dodge. And, you know, there were these traveling singing groups, like, up with people and the Ray Conniff singers. I tried out for them all and I got so much rejection. 
And then I tripped into a recruiting officer because of a poster at the post office. You know, it was Uncle Sam and I'm a baby boomer. Uh, we were not taught to say no to a man. <laughs> and, you know, and I have a joke about that. You know, if I couldn't say no to my real grandfather. How am I going to say no to some fake uncle? <laughs> <laughs> so Uncle Sam lured you into joining the military. Yeah, I went and I I looked at a map. I played pin the donkey in the recruiting office. It was like, where is the best shopping? <laughs> it wasn't in the Marine Corps. <laughs> so I was in the Army. And I, I was, because I'm military intelligence, decided to put me smack dab in the middle of Germany. Wow. Oh, wow. Take that, Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> put me on a post, one woman, me, with 2,000 men. Oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. 1973, and I was on uh, Pioneer Concern, and I was the only woman and that's why I'm still smiling at 21 times three or four. <laughs> we, we, we all keep our ages to ourselves. There's no need. It's, it's not how old you are. It's how old you look, which is or terrible in my case. But anyway, so, so you're, you're in Germany now. I, I read an article um, that in, in the news about you that I'm going to use to post for our show that you had a terrible accident at one point. I know you had some tough time when you were in the army that gave you some PTSD and that accident caused, you know, some signier, um, you know, issues in Trauma. your life. Trauma. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Um, but, you know, so here on Guts and Grit, we were looking at your story and it, it's an incredible story of Guts and Grit. So I didn't know if maybe you wanted And By the way, it's up to you, Linda. I always tell my guests, if you're comfortable talking on a subject, great. If not, tell me to go, you know. So but if you're cool, maybe we could hear a little bit of that story. Sure, I'm Jewish and I'm into free therapy. So, <laughs> without any hesitation, let me just say, yeah. So, in the military, being one woman with 2,000 men, I got a lot of attention. I went from being plain in high school, plain Jane, to joining the military and becoming GI Jane. And then all of a sudden, I'm Gina Lola Brigida. <laughs> I buried all that PTSD from all that attention or friendly fire, whatever you want to call it. I buried all of that and uh, became a single mother because that's what you do next. <laughs> and then, then I got hit by a drunk driver, Oof. you know. And um, it took me 16 years to get better. And during that time, my daughter um, was taking care of me and it was too much for her emotionally. Mm. You know, she had needs um, and I was taking up all the need time. And so it wound up getting ugly where she was taking out her frustration and anger on me which didn't help me heal faster, by mm. the way. And I love her and I forgive her without me being forgiven. But we have a broken relationship because I had to ask her to stay away till she went and got help for how she had physically abused me. 
So whether she ever wants to cross that bridge, that's up to her. But mm. right, that was the day I started comedy. I called up Ace's Comedy Club in Murrieta, California, and I said, I told my daughter to stay away till she gets help, and I need help, but I also want to make people laugh. So if you can get me into the club today, and Rocky Osborne, who used to own the club, got me in that day at 2 o'clock teaching me how to write jokes, and that's why I'm still alive because mm. of the hope that through my pain, I can bring laughter to others who are in pain. And oh, thank you, what, Linda, for sharing that openly about the, your trauma event. Yeah, and we, I'm glad that you, you, you feel Events. comfortable and here on Guts and Grit, we always like to encourage everyone to just let it out. We, we don't judge here and, and all of us have gone through. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're an adult over 35, <laughs> you've gone through something at this point in the world. Um, so that, that's an amazing story. I do have a bunch of questions about stand-up comedy. And, you know, so you, you, you just, just so I have this correct, you just strolled down. I mean, I know you called someone, but, and then you walked in one day and boom, just started it up. And you had never, have you ever thought, I mean, had before that, have you ever thought about comedy? Or was this just like, you know what, I'm going to try it? My whole life, I dreamt about being a comedian. I would watch all the good old Jewish comedians who... You're probably glad they're dead. <laughs> oh my God. You know, they would Linda, you're gonna get us in trouble here, for God's <laughs> sakes, but go ahead. If they were alive, they'd be canceled anyway. So <laughs> So yeah, I loved all the all the good, you know, the David Brenners and the Richard Pryors, and he's not Jewish, but somebody is. And so I just loved watching comedy and imagining myself being on stage and always made my parents, I always tried to make my parents laugh. And uh, then I pulled practical jokes in high school and college. And then when I was in the military, John will get out of this, I made an East German border guard laugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny, I real quick, I wanted to I wanted to ask you something like that. I know that you know you you obviously you deal with lots of soldiers all the time and I know we've had guys in the show who have, you know, a lot of guys sometimes go through some tough times. So, if you do you ever think that comedy John would would be something that you'd see a soldier to, turn to? Have you seen this before or is this a new one? Okay, so a couple of things on that, Mark. First off, I want to say thank you Linda for coming on today. Like Joy and Mark have thanked you and and again, sharing what happened is awesome. Uh, but something that we all know, right? And the being able to laugh, right? Mm -hmm. Even in the worst of times, you may not think so, but it does. It, it contributes to what we talk about with guts and grit, having that we talk about in the beginning of the show, like resiliency, right? Yep. It gives you that ability to bounce back from the worst of times, right? To be able to still put a smile on your face or the fact that you can put a smile on somebody else's face helps them get through that the, the crap and the garbage and keeps them out of that really dark place, right? It can alleviate some of that badness in your life. And what, what I like to talk about is me and Mark are pretty old. I'm going to say Joy's still in her mid-20s, okay? <laughs> oh, you're too um, kind, John. But, but when you talk about these, these older comedians, right? You know, I think we could all relate and say, like, that was real comedy. Yeah. Right? You said jokes without fear, right? Because it was funny. Mm -hmm. And the, the laughing 
whether it was crossing racial lines or sensitive political subjects, the comedy was funny mm -hmm. and it brought people together because what's better than to be, you know, what shows real resiliency and strength on yourself is to be able to laugh at yourself. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. There are things that I do that I got to reflect back on. And I'm like, now I know why guys were laughing at me. Yeah. I was a total knucklehead. Like you gotta be able to laugh about it. You know, not to, not to interrupt you, John, <laughs> but on that note, Earlier today, viewers, while we were preparing for our show, John is on his phone today for the Zoom call. <laughs> so our engineer, Anthony, said to everybody, all right, the show's about to start. Please silence your phones. And John leaned down to turn off his phone, which, of course, would then disconnect him from the show. Continue. I just wanted <laughs> to throw that out there, why, Sergeant. That's why John's a warrior. Yes. That guy. They pay you to do push-ups, correct? <laughs> So I That's wanted to right. throw that out there, that Melson was trying to turn his phone off while he was on the Zoom so that he wouldn't interrupt his own show. Anyway, sorry, Johnny, go ahead. I had to just catch you on that one. Thanks. Uh, I don't know if anyone got the plate number of that bus that I just got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we talk about people that make guys laugh. Like you met, you met a very good friend of mine, uh, Mark and Joy, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Sergeant uh, Brian Wood. Yep. Mm -hmm. right? Linda, Bri Brian Wood had served with me on multiple deployments and everything. And one of the things Brian has a knack for is something that you're really good at. And that's like slipping in a joke every now and then. <laughs> right. And we catch up on it. You know, it's like, oh, that's a good laugh. Brian was is an extremely, extremely funny person. And in the worst of times, like we we just finished getting hit with the roadside bomb and getting into an ambush with the Taliban. And then he would say something snarky and just have us in stitches laughing, right? And he did the same thing when we were on the show. Yes, like, I remember that. Yeah, and then, Dunkin' Donuts a free plug. Yeah, exactly. And somehow, Dunkin' Donuts should be sponsoring us. I know, right? Right. And then somehow I'm I'm cuddling up with him on a cot. <laughs> yeah. Right? I don't know where that came from. That never happened. But, <laughs> he, you know, it, it's great to be able to laugh and Linda dream having that knack and that ability to do that and, and offer that of you to get us to laugh. It, that's a great thing. That's a great gift to bring to each other, you know? Yeah. Now, Linda, Linda, I wanted to, to, so now you get to comedy, right? And you, you started stand up, but now I see you, you, you're doing a lot of comedy for veterans, like, and you're doing a lot of comedy in general. You want to touch on that a little bit? Yes. I tell you that, you know, I always loved making sad people laugh. And one day I was in a coffee shop in Sun City, California, and Sun City Family Restaurant, to be exact. And this man was dressed in his Marine outfit, an old man, elderly. He was in his actual outfit he wore back in the day. And he came up to me and he said, aren't you the girl that is doing comedy. And I said, yes. He said, I'm really, really sad. He said, um, my retina is becoming detached and I feel so ugly and ashamed and embarrassed. And I'm instantly my heart sunk for him as a fellow veteran who's going through something. And I said to myself, I'm going to make this funny so that next time he tells this, he can tell it to others in a way that doesn't alienate himself from his family, his friends. And that's what veterans need. We need ways to tell our stories where we don't say it in a dark, dark a way and alienate ourselves. Because that only increases our depression. 
expression or whatever. Mm. So I went, I said, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go to the bathroom. That's what I told the veteran. And I sat in the bathroom, just grueling, trying to come up with a punchline for him, a, a different way to tell that. And then it dawned on me, like about 10 minutes later, I come out of the bathroom and I said, would you like to be able to have a better way to tell that to people? And he said, yes. And I said, why don't you tell them this? Say, life really sucks. Getting older sucks. Why, life is so rough, even my own retina has become a little detached. <laughs> That's good. You know, Linda, we're supposed to be conducting a show, so you're not supposed to make us laugh well, inconsistently. Would you you're doing your job. <laughs> All right, so, so now, Linda... I, <laughs> that was a good one. So now you, you do a lot of traveling and you, you go around with other comedians. How often do you travel and like, do you just play clubs or how do you do it? I've been going to New York City on the train and I do comedy across the country on the train. And then I do comedy in New York about once every one to three years, depending on how many pandemics we have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so wait a minute, wait a minute. You take the train from California to New York and you do comedy on the way, that's pretty cool. That is neat. How long that does that take to take the train? What's that, about a week? Well, uh, it's a little bit less time to take it from Nevada than it is from California. So yeah, I take the train, it takes about three days and then you have a seven-hour layover in Chicago, which gives you time to find people to tell jokes to. <laughs> so you seem like the person, Linda, the type of person that you, you just like to entertain people and make them smile mm -hmm. and laugh wherever you go. The sadder they are, the better. The more <laughs> depressed they look. I told a joke to a lady at the bus stop. I'm killing it at bus stop. I, I, <laughs> she looked sad. I said, you want a joke? And she and I said, blah, blah, punchline. And she said, keep your day job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, it's still, it still is nice to try, though. You I'm know, it's trying. the effort I'm that trying. counts. Now, do you have anything big coming up that you would like to share with anybody? I mean, is there any shows, anything going on you want to talk about? Yes, I have a couple angels in my court. I was minding my own business in life just like all us older Jewish women do. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, somebody from a, a show that rhymes with ADT, you know, payroll company. I, I do, I do, I do. Came along and, and, and wants to hand, uh, help me through season 18. And so we'll see how far that goes. Well, that's, wow, that's super cool. Yeah. And you just remember, once you become super famous, when you're on your first show, you're going to tell everybody, well, I, I was, wasn't really sure what I was going to do, but then I went on the Guts and Grit show, <laughs> and life turned around from there. Everything just came up. Roses. I mean, I won a lottery ticket right when the show was over. Everything was great. And if you, if I just got an angel in my court, I, I have had about six people who've done military USO tours tell me that they think I'm perfect to do a military tour where I do comedy like Bob Hope did. Right. Excellent. And none of them have followed through. Shame oh. on you, all you <laughs> sick people. But finally, somebody actually 
wrote the booker and put me a strong recommendation to go to Poland in November to do comedy. Oh, oh well, that wow. would be great. Yeah. Johnny, did you, have you ever seen like one of those shows while on your deployments? Did they, did they had those when you were there? Yep. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I saw, I saw a USO show one time in 06, 07 when I was in Kandahar. Uh, they mostly do it the bigger bases. And then um, again in Iraq, uh, it was, I was part of another U.S. I wasn't a part of it. I was in the audience. Yeah, yeah. I got to, I got to partake in a, in a USO show in uh, 07, 08 in Iraq. Awesome. Well, Linda, I think you'd be great in the I USO. That yeah. would be fun, and I'm sure veterans would really like to have yeah. you on. Thank you. I, Carlo Bellario, he has a show called Animal House Radio that he sends out to the to Stars and Stripes and the Armed Forces Network. And uh, he's going to have me on to help him co-interview um, a very famous person, but I'm not allowed to say who it is. So I get to do some a big interview of a huge celebrity. That's really huh. cool. Well, we, uh, we're going to be looking forward to that. Now, wait, wait, can they see that again on Animal House Radio? Animal House Radio, and it's Carlo Bellario on Facebook, and yeah. All right. Cool. Well, we'll, we'll make cool. sure when we put this show out that we put a little plug in that for that. I'll talk to you uh, when we get done to this. But we are coming to the end of our program today. Johnny, did you want to say any last few things to Linda? Uh, actually, you know, once again, just thank you again, Linda, for coming on the show. And, and of course, as we all here at the show, we, we, we're super appreciative of you trying to go ahead and contribute back to the veteran community and keep people out of those dark places. I personally appreciate that effort and uh you know it's great to see someone who has served and has gone through struggles and you're still standing upright and you're still willing to give back right so that's that's all positive and great things and thanks for doing that absolutely yep absolutely linda we love what you're doing and you obviously do your job because we've laughed more this yes. year probably than other one and not only that linda but you are an extreme example of using guts and grit yes. to uh get through but anyway <laughs> linda thank you so so much for joining us we look forward to watching you in the future we're going to have you back again one day too and when we're even bigger also but <laughs> We want to thank all of you for joining us this week. Of course, we had comedian Linda Marcus Smith. If you're ever on a train from L.A. to New York or you happen to be at a bus stop, <laughs> Linda is going to find you and take you from despair to happiness because she is just a great, happy person, as you can tell. Well, we have tons of shows coming up. It is getting close to September 11th. Mm -hmm. We, of course, are having Paul Venito from Paulie's Push come on the show. We're also having a bunch of guys that are really cool from something called Freedom Jam USA. Awesome. We're going to talk Can't a little bit more that. about that next week. And a lot of other cool veteran show. And don't forget, we have not given up on the reunion show of the Battle of Op Nevada. Cool. Unfortunately, excuse me, not unfortunately, it's proving a little more difficult to gather up eight different guys and get them on a Zoom call on the same date. Just a little bit. Like I but said, we're working on there. it. But once again, Linda, thank you so much for coming on Guts and Grit. You thank were great you, and you were hysterical. We will see you all soon, Matt and Johnny. You want to take us out? Yep. Uh, you know, you wanted to crack a joke about me wanting to shut the phone off. <laughs> this isn't my good muscle. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So when you go to the gym, you're working out, remember why you're there. Training to be hard to kill. <laughs> <laughs>
Absolutely. Thank hey, you hey, all um, so much. Why are you wearing NASA shirts? Oh, yeah. Shirts One today? last thing. I'm wearing my NASA shirt because Monday, which this comes out after that, but we were going to watch the Artemis launch up to the moon. Well, on the way to the moon. So that'll be really cool. Make sure you hit the like or follow button. Check us out on YouTube. We are also, of course, on all of the podcast medians. You know, uh, Spotify, Pandora, I forget them all. Rumble. Rumble. Our Facebook page is where we do most of our stuff. Once again, we had Linda Marcus-Smith, a hysterical comedian. Linda, we hope to see you soon on TV. And if you make it over to Poland, I'm sure the troops are going to love you. Yeah. Thank you all, everybody. And we'll see you next Thank episode you. of Guts and Grit. Bye-bye. Bye. Guts and Grit. Like, subscribe, comment, share.